Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Coffee and Chit Chat with Kim. How is everybody today? It is March 15th, 2023. We are on the North Shore of Long Island, and it is a partly sunny 38 degrees Fahrenheit today. And overnight, you would think that we would wake up today to see um, everything covered in you know, that favorite white powder that California loves so much right now. Um, we had a nor'easter come through yesterday and overnight, and you wake up this morning and there's nothing on the ground. It's the weirdest, weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, the snow was coming down like a blizzard and there's nothing to show for it. Global warming. That's all I'm saying. So, um, today is the Ides of March. So if you all have ever heard the, um, expression, beware the Ides of March, today was the day that the senators, um, killed Julius Caesar, right? It was also the day in, um, side note history lesson here, um, in 1939, when Nazi Germany, um, took over Czechoslovakia. And um, my family is from that area. Part of my family is from uh, what is now known as the Czech Republic, um, the Bohemian district. And um, yeah, so that piece of history was just personally important to me today. And um, yeah, so it's like historically a very bad day, right? A very bad luck day. just a bad day. So I am locking myself inside and I'm not going anywhere today. I'm going to do something good. So what do I have planned for today? I'll tell you what I have planned for today. I am starting my tomatoes today, you guys. Yep. Seed starting is happening today. As soon as I get off of this mic with you all, I am going over into my kitchen. We're going to take out all the supplies and we're going to plant some tomato seeds today and get them on heat mats and under some grow lights and get those seeds started. All of my plants will go outside to be planted in the garden uh, Mother's Day weekend. So my peppers, we started them on Valentine's Day and they are doing really well. They have their second leaves. Um, The black hollyhock that we planted is doing extremely well. They're probably gonna have to either be up planted soon or go outside. Um, what else is going on? The potatoes that I put in the brown bags to see if they would grow any eyes or whatever are looking gnarly. So that's really cool. I'm excited about that. And, um, those will be going out into the garden the end of April. Um, some early potatoes. I hope to do two rounds of potatoes this year. I would really like to do some fall planting and um, be able to harvest and have potatoes for overwinter. So speaking of planting and all that stuff, I had put in an order to MI Gardener um, a few weeks ago uh, for seeds for fall planting because you always have to think ahead, right? I looked in my seed organizer the other day and I was like, okay, um, I already know about my spring summer garden that's already in the works, but I'm going to start planning 
for my fall garden so that I can know when turnover happens in the garden, what's going to go in next. And I just like to be organized and I like to plan my garden out and, and stick to it. So I was looking in my seed organizer and I noticed that I didn't really have a lot of seeds left for fall planting. Uh, no brassicas, no greens, nothing. So I had to order some from MI Gardener and they came the other day and I'm going to share with you what I bought. Um, I got, what is it called? Giant winter spinach. Um, this heirloom spinach is one of the coldest hardy varieties. It is prized by market growers for its longevity and season extension. Grown in both spring and fall for nearly two to three weeks longer production from traditional spinach varieties, which is good because I'm up here in New York where it gets cold and I would like to be able to keep fresh garden veggies for as long as I can. Um, so yeah. That's the first one. And then I had bought more of the American Purple Tap Rutabagas. And it says, this pre-1920s heirloom is the perfect fall root crop. Mild, sweet, and delicious. The American Purple Tap Rutabaga is large compared to other rutabagas. Bright yellow flesh surrounded by beautiful white and purple skin. Enjoy this vegetable cooked or raw. You should also try it in stews, cubed, or mashed. I love rutabagas and I love them in place of potatoes. It, sometimes I love potatoes too, but um, whipped rutabagas with a little bit of butter. Oh my God, it goes so good. Some black pepper. Mm, great. Another favorite of mine um, is the Harris model parsnip. I got some of those. It says parsnips are long roots, similar to carrots, but longer growing season with a slightly nutty flavor. This delicious variety has uniform white roots. The roots grow up to 12 inches long with tender, sweet flesh. Parsnips grow similar to carrots and not liking the midsummer weather well. Plant in the early spring in well-drained soil. Place seeds in tilled and enriched soil right after the last frost. Tilling deeper gives the roots more room to grow and develop. Excellent source of dietary fiber, vitamin C and K, folate, and potassium. So this is a very slow growing root crop. Um, it takes 130 days to get to full maturity. So I have options, right? I can plant them now and have them ready for like an end of the summer fall harvest, but they don't really do well in the heat. Or I can plant them closer to fall and overwinter them and have them in like January, February, which I have already done and worked out quite well. So we'll see what I decide to do. I'm still kind of on the fence with that one. Um, the next thing I have is the mammoth melting snow peas. Um, these say, what does it say? Uh, mammoth is nothing short of accurate for describing the size of these peas. Juicy edible pods are great in stir fries, salads, or fresh snacking. They are so sweet that they hardly make it to the dinner table. Plants produce tons of pods containing between four to eight peas per pod, and pods can range anywhere between four to seven inches long. Mammoth melting snow peas are cold tolerant and easily able to survive frost. 
So this will be a fall planting for me. Um, then we also have the Little Gem Butterhead Lettuce. Which I didn't really get too many lettuces because not a lot of people in my house eat it. It's basically just me and every once in a while my daughter will eat a salad. Not often, but it's basically just me. Um, so I, I don't get crazy with lettuce because it will go to waste. Um, the most adorable little lettuce you will ever see. Small, tight heads of buttercrunch lettuce. Wonderful in salads and when grown in small spaces like patio gardens or container gardens, which I might be doing this in grow bags. So we'll see. Um, the next thing we got are the champion collards. I love collard greens and so does my family. So these will definitely not go to waste. An improved Vates variety, this collard is so flavorful, having a bit Longer of a shelf life, the champion collard greens should be given a space in your garden. Presenting as more of a compact plant, this variety packs all the nutrients into a smaller package. Give these wavy, tender leaves a try, which is good because collards, when you grow them, they can get very large. The leaves can get extremely large, and I don't have a very big in-ground planting space. I do plant in raised beds and container planting, so the smaller variety will be perfect for my space. The next thing we have are the Long Island Brussels sprouts. How can I live on the island and not try to grow Brussels sprouts? You guys, I've tried for years to grow Brussels sprouts, and I never quite got it right, so I'm hoping that this year is going to be the year. So it says these semi-dwarf plants um, produces several tasty sprouts on the short self-supporting stems. Introduced at the end of the 19th century, this was once one of the most important commercial varieties. Heavy yields of delicious fresh sprouts, wonderful eaten steamed or sauteed. So we're going we're gonna to try again. Um, I'm also going to do some celery and I got the Utah tall celery. I have not grown celery before, so this is new to my garden this year. Um, it says Utah tall celery is a massive variety of celery capable of growing bundles nearly a foot in diameter. That's incredible. This photo is one that we grew last year. If you go and you look at my gardener, you'll see the photo. Um, it weighed almost five and a half pounds, lush green and very fragrant, good in soups, stews, and fresh eating. This variety is cold tolerant heat tolerant and very easy to grow. So you could potentially grow them um, all year round. You can grow them in the spring, summer and the fall for winter harvest, I guess. So we'll see, but I'm not going to do that right now for the spring, summer garden. I am gonna hold off and do that, uh, the celery in the fall planting. The next thing we have is a snowball cauliflower. You can't have a fall garden without cauliflower. Um, so it says a snowball cauliflower is a compact vegetable with little florets that are a bit fluffier and smaller than other varieties. It has great flavor and perfect to make your very own cauliflower rice. Compact heads weigh in at about three pounds and they are six to seven inches wide. Perfect. Like I said, not a lot of in-ground space and cauliflowers get really full. So the leaves around the head get very large. And they could take up a lot of space. So I figured if I get smaller varieties, I can plant more, right? It made sense to me. So whatever. Um, the next thing we have is the Danish ball head cabbage. 
Um, it says the Danish bullhead cabbage is a reliable tender heading variety that has been cultivated since 1887. This Danish variety grows best in mild temperatures, makes it a great addition to your fall garden. Heads will grow to 8 to 10 inches in diameter. Um, great as a storage crop to enjoy your garden bounty even past the frost. So I see a lot of stuffed cabbage and sauerkraut in the future. And last but not least, we have to do the Waldem 29 broccoli. Uh, it says the Waldem variety of broccoli is a cold-resistant plant that produces medium to large heads. A good variety for fall planting, the Waldem broccoli plants can grow up to two feet tall. Um, plant broccoli as soon as soil can be worked after the last frost. Broccoli will mature faster if plant to take advantage of cool periods later in the season may be planted in the fall to 10 to 12 weeks before the first frost. The entire plant is edible from the leaves, the broccoli heads, and the flowers. Wonderful for soups and steaming as a side dish or served raw with dip or hummus. So that is my fall garden. And yeah, I'm super excited about it. So today we are going to be looking at a different um, side of homesteading, right? For me anyway. Um, in my home, we try very hard to be environmentally friendly and kind to our own bodies, right? So we care about what we put in our bodies and also on our bodies. So today we're going to be talking about what I'm sure um, most people who use cosmetics or shampoo or anything that topical on your body has heard of before, and that is the silicone, the sulfates, and the parabens. What's the deal? Why shouldn't you use them? What are they? Where are they? And all the goodness on that. And um, I choose not to have those be a part of my, um, my um, you know, like health, health, I guess. What word am I looking for? I don't know. I, I don't want that to be in my bathroom. Okay, let's just put it that way. Not a lot of things that we have contains this stuff. We try to read labels as much as we can and be aware in this house. So I wanted to just give you the information about it and then you guys make your own decision. I'm not trying to sit here and tell you what to do, but it's something to consider. So um, not exactly um, growing your own food today, but we are keeping ourselves healthy and making ourselves aware of what we're putting on our bodies. So we're going to go ahead and jump to a quick break. After that break, come on back and listen to what I got to say about silicones, sulfates, and parabens. Maybe I'll tell you something that you haven't heard before. my people. Thank you for listening and welcome back. All right. So let's see. Hold on. Oh, are you guys drinking coffee? What's your potion of choice today? I'm still on the sweet and creamy creamer kick. And you know, they still haven't called me about doing any type of deal or anything, but that's okay. It's no problem. I'm going to still keep drinking it because honestly, it's the best. It's my favorite. And I strive to be the best homesteader that I can be, 
right? And I try to do as much homemade and natural stuff as I possibly can. Like, I, I have not been so aware my whole life, right? And I fell into the junk food and the easy way out and, you know, products that were not good for you. And sometimes that's hard to um, let go of so easily, right? Coffee creamer is insane as it sounds, is one of those for me. I, I know I can make my own creamer, probably make it better and healthier, but there's something about International Delight coffee creamer that is just it for me. And so that's my one bad, guilty, pleasure type thing, right? So let's, let's drink to that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to it. What are we talking about today? We're talking about silicones, sulfates, and parabens. Not on my hair, right? So like I was just saying, back in the day when I was not as aware and really didn't care about what I did, um, I just wanted to look good, right? I am approaching my 42nd birthday. And back then, um, this wasn't really talked about much, right? And where it was... Um, those conversations were looked at as kind of weird, right? But now we see that more and more people are becoming aware of what they're putting into their bodies, what they're putting on their bodies, and what we're, in the end, really putting back into the earth. Uh, A lot of these things that we use now as a convenience or a luxury item, uh, we don't really think about where does that go? at the end of the day. How is that affecting the world around you, the water below you, the soil below you, the air you're breathing? These things that we use for conveniences are really inconveniencing our planet sometimes, right? And I think we need to become more aware of the damage that we are slowly doing to the planet and not only to the planet, but to ourselves that you know, these are small buildups that occur over time and accumulate, and we don't see the effects until later on in life. I know myself, I, when I was younger, um, used a lot of um, tanning oil. Like, I wanted to have a nice tan, right? And back then, I didn't really think about how much I was damaging my skin, um, and being unhealthy. And then, you know, where did all that oil go when it took a shower? Right? Like, ultimately, it always, all drains lead to the ocean, right? Just ask Nemo. And um, so there's a lot of things to think about that sometimes when we're going shopping, and we're buying these products, we're not always thinking about them. We might be looking at the label And we might be like, "Mm, somebody said in passing, I heard someone say that these weren't good. Why? So I'm here to shed a little bit of light on why these should be avoided. And um, like I said, you guys make your own decision. You're all grownups, right? You can all decide what you want to do for you. That's not my place to tell you what to do. But... um, as we look and we see uh, things becoming insane around us, right? The earth is suffering. 
And uh, I really feel like people need to pay attention more to the earth. We are destroying her. And um, nobody sees that. Except for maybe the uh, mothership that's lingering out there (laughs) in our solar system. Confirmed by our Pentagon that there are aliens that are now... um, pull their chair up to the shit show to to see to see what's happening so um i mean if they're coming to witness something there there definitely is probably more than likely something we need to pay attention to right so with that being said (laughs) let's get on to today all right so the first thing i'm going to talk about today is silicones um so what is it? It's, it's used for the effects of smoothing and detangling and conditioning and adding volume. You know, I'm not going to name names, but when you see those commercials for the full volume shampoo and the hair looks like it's glowing and stuff, it probably has some silicones in that shampoo. Just, just saying. So at first, you know, they... They might make your hair look good, but they accumulate, weighing down your hair and creating actually a barrier that actually prevents moisture from penetrating your hair shaft after a while. So while the, you know, instant gratification is there for your hair looking shiny and smooth, you're actually doing more harm than good by using that on your hair Um, because over time, those are going to be, you know, you go in there and, and people tell you that you have buildup on your scalp and stuff. That's that stuff, man. That's, that's that stuff. And it's making split ends and it's causing breakage. And this is, this is due to products that you're using that has the silicones in it and stuff like that. So read your labels, man. So while experts claim that silicones or dimethicone Um, to be a safe ingredient for humans, it is a nightmare for the environment. Um, Other products that contain the uh, dimethicone or dimethicone are moisturizers, sunscreens, um, the self-tanners, the fake tan, you know, uh, shampoo conditioner, detangling products, head lice removal products, makeup, mostly in primers and foundation, and sexual lubricants. So dimethicone, aka, now let me break it down and say it slow, polydimethylsiloxane. Yeah, I probably said that wrong. Um, is a substance that comes from silicone. And silicone comes from silica, which is a natural compound that's present in sand, sandstone, granite, and um, quartz, right? So it's produced by heating sand with carbon at a very high temperature. We're talking almost 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit, okay? Dimethicone contains large molecules. So that means it is, the structure makes it so that it mostly sits on the surface of your skin or hair, right? So the side effects and the risks Well, in 2018, a study showed that plant oils had more of a beneficial effect on hair strength 
and shine compared to silicone-based products. So that's why if you have hair and you're buying shampoo, there's a lot of shampoos out there now that will specify no silicones, no sulfates, no parabens. And the alternative is different plant oils. So there is a natural alternative out there. You don't have to put this chemical compound on your body, right? So why is it bad for the environment? Well, while silicone itself isn't unsafe, it's the chemical engineering that goes into creating it that makes it harmful to the environment, right? So silicones sit on the surface, right? So that means when they're washed off, remember I was saying, and go down the drain into the water system and eventually into the oceans and rivers, in small amounts, not so bad. However, the widespread use of a silicone-based cosmetic is causing concern among environmental scientists. In 2021, European report, it showed that more than 4.7 tons of silicone are entering the surface water every year. And scientists have found silicones in the blood of fish, of birds and mammals. They are dangerous to the environment and they bioaccumulate. So what does that mean? That means they build up, but they don't break down. So that's dangerous, dangerous. Look for the labels, avoid it. So if you see silicones, silica, dimethicone, that's all silicone, okay? Try to avoid it. Try. Like I said, that's what I do. Not trying to be a boss, but maybe you should think about what I just said. Okay. So moving on, let's talk about sulfates now. Sulfates, what are sulfates? They are used as a cleaning agent, right? They're found in household cleaners, detergents, and shampoo. Um, the two main types of sulfates that are used in shampoo you'll see on the label is sodium lauryl sulfate and sodium laureth sulfate. The purpose of these is to create that lather that you get, right? That foam. They are chemicals called uh, suffocants. And suffocants lower the surface tension of the liquid that they are in, which make the liquid easier to mix with water and therefore you work it into and you get a lather. So why is this bad? Well, one downside is that it may be too effective, right? Sulfates help to strip the oils and dirt away from your hair, but your hair needs to retain a bit of its natural moisture and oils to stay healthy. So while you think that you're doing good and, you know, hearing that squeak at the end of your washing your hair, and it might not be so good, you know, because your your hair needs the oils to be healthy. So stripping all of the oil and dirt away from your hair and your scalp, not healthy. It makes your scalp prone to irritation. It strips all the moisture from your hair, leaving it dry and unhealthy. People with dyed hair or dry and frizzy hair or sensitive skin, you should avoid sulfates whenever possible. It's not a good thing, not a good look for you. Just, just don't do it. Okay, so um, the next thing, uh, finally, is parabens. So parabens are actually a family of synthetic chemical compounds used as preservatives in shampoo and other cosmetics 
Um, parabens are used to prevent the growth of bacteria and mold. So therefore it will prolong the shelf life of your product, right? So, okay, so let's see what it says. Um, so where can we find parabens? So many products, you guys. Think shampoo, conditioner, lotions, shave gels, toothpaste, like so many things. Also widely used as a food preservative. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we use them? The buildup, the buildup. Remember that accumulating buildup. It's also been linked to breast cancer. Uh, reproductive issues, and environmental harm. How do they affect the body? They are topically applied through the skin, and once absorbed, they metabolize. Then they're expelled through urine and bile, right? So the more you're exposed, the more you will accumulate, and the harder your body has to work to expel those toxins. Um, not new to the world. The parabens have been around for over 100 years, but there's, you know, still so much we don't know about parabens and the the um, research just keeps going on so like breast cancer it says in 2004 researchers found parabens in breast cancer tumors while parabens haven't been proven to cause cancer evidence links them to a possible increased risk in a 2014 study um Propyl paraben was shown to alter the expression of genes, including a breast cancer cell. And in a 2016 study found that low doses of butyl paraben increased the growth of breast cancer cells. So parabens also mimic the hormone estrogen, right? So messing with the normal function of the body's hormone systems, Research shows that when the body detects abnormal levels of estrogen, it may trigger breast tumor growth. So y'all, if you have any type of history, hormone, uh, hormone dominated like cancers and stuff like that, maybe just not mess with it, right? Uh, reproductive issues, it says parabens, um, hormone disrupting characteristics have also been linked um, to fertility problems, shorter periods, and preterm births. Um, the ecological harm is lab tests have shown that low levels of butyl paraben can kill coral, an already endangered species, right? But high concentrations of parabens have also shown up in surface waters, as well as in dolphins, polar bears, polar bears and other marine um mammals. So, I mean, it's not, it's not sounding good, right? So despite these health concerns, though, the FDA doesn't regulate parabens or any cosmetic ingredients apart from, you know, like, I think like 11 ingredients or something like that, citing a, a lack of evidence that they affect human health. <laughs> However, lots of companies, including major re retailers like Target and Whole Foods, have recognized these ingredients are risky business and are taking steps to keep paraben-containing products off their shelves. That's why I love me some Target. Um, other countries have regulated parabens for years. The European Union and the Association of Southeast Asian Nations 
um, ban the use of live parabens in cosmetics and others are being phased out. While there's still more research to be done, um, there's, we are so like behind, right? So, but I don't want to sound like the conspiracy theorists that people say I am, but why do you think that there's parabens in our stuff? Like, honestly, why do you think the FDA has not been like, whoa, maybe this isn't a good idea? Because then they wouldn't be able to sell the stuff that they sell and make the money that they make, right? But I like to obviously do my research. That's what I did here and shared it with you today. But it's important to me um, because the earth that we're living on is being damaged by our vanity, right? And the only reason that we use products like this is because it promises us this beautiful, wonderful product and to do these amazing things to something so silly as our hair or, you know, to make our skin look this certain way or whatever, when we are quite capable of taking it a step further in our research and seeing what kind of alternatives do we have to these chemicals that are so harmful to our bodies and our earth. I invite you to snap up with the Google and see what's going on. I mean, there's so many different oils, like plant-based oils, like they were saying, and different herbs and different infusions that you can make at home that you don't have to go out and buy. All you need is a base carrier oil and look into the different herbs that you can infuse into that oil and then use that oil in place of a chemical that you would go and buy on a shelf. I'm telling you, the more people that become aware, the more you understand how it affects not only you, but everyone around you and this earth that we all live on. Once everybody understands, then maybe we can save ourselves. But until then, that spaceship's got a front row seat to only... Who knows what, right? What more are we going to do to this earth before it explodes? Uh, I mean, knock on wood, right? That it doesn't happen within our lifetime or our family's lifetime, but um, it's not looking good. So do your research. Go out there. Find products that work for you, that work for the earth, and... Um, Start start turning your life over to a, a more natural one. Like I said, it's my suggestion, not in order. But you're listening to me for a reason, right? So who knows? All right. So um, I think that's going to be it for us today, you guys. That's all I had on that. Like I said, go out and make your own decisions. I have to get going and start my tomato seeds. And I will give you an update on those the next time we talk and we chit chat with our coffee. So until then, please, I ask you just be kind. I love you.